This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. up lady welcome to lady talk radio i am your main chick stacy ray and i'm so excited to be bringing you episode number 20 with Joni b this podcast as always is brought to you by we are lady where we start conversations that empower you and help you think feel and live better so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you want for the show notes of this episode, you can simply go to weareladyalpha.com forward slash two zero. So if you aren't already on that page, head over there. You'll find all the links for Joni, some awesome points to listen for throughout the episode, my contact info, her contact info, you know, all the things so you can ask any questions, share some comments, or if there's something specific that you would love to hear us talk about on this show, somebody you want to hear on the show, if you want to be on the show, just, just do the thing and holler at me. I would love to hear from you. And today we are talking about awakening your queen mode. Do I have your attention? And I can't wait to share what Joni BS to say about this. She is known as the confidence queen and she is unreal. She has such an amazing story that I know you're going to love. And she's got this really powerful take on how to show up for your life, the life that you actually want right now. And it is going to be a blast getting to know her. So be prepared for some giggles. And if you are jamming on Lady Talk Radio, if you love it, if you like it, if you are down with us, or even if this is your first time checking out the show and you get some insights out of this, throw up some stars on iTunes. Why not a little review? It helps other lovely ladies like you find these conversations. And I just appreciate that. So thank you. And I want to tell you a little bit more about Joni B before we jump into this. She's going to share more about her story, about how she went from pull to purpose, from desperately disconnected to passionately on purpose in her own life. And she is now on a mission to empower you to have the best relationship you will ever have, the one with yourself. She's a life coach. She's a speaker. She's an author. And she's really all over the world coaching women just like you to awaken their queen mode and activate your ultimate self-love confidence. I know you are going to absolutely adore her just as much as I do. So let's get into it. All right. Welcome to Lady Talk Radio. We got Joni B on the line and I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you. Yeah. So before we get started, why don't you give us a little look behind the scenes of your life these days? What's going on? Who? <laughs> um, I literally look behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> um, in my life at the moment, well, it's just a whole lot of epicness, to be honest. Um, I mean, to give you an idea of what my Wednesday looked like, I was naked in the rainforest trying to get leeches off my vagina. Awesome. That happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ended up all in the name of art, right? So yeah. I launched a campaign called... Um, the only beige I do is naked. So it only made sense to do a naked photo shoot in the rainforest. Like, duh. duh. Um, so that was my <laughs> Wednesday. But I've, I've just launched a four-week program to activate your queen mode. So it's like the ultimate self-love activation program with me. So that's just, that happened last night. I dropped that into like a private group and that's gone off. So other than that, I'm just high-vibing at the moment, chatting yeah. with you. Awesome. And doing awesome Facebook lives. I saw one of yours yesterday and I totally was laughing and also getting like drops of like realizations at the same time. So I love that you're so real about delivering your message. And so I'm I'm just so stoked about having this conversation because I know you're going to like, you're going to bring it. 
You just say it how it is. And that's what we need more of. <laughs> yeah. So. It's not everyone's flavor flavor, but I do what I can. So I actually kind of want to hear about that for a second. Like before we go into this, what have you noticed about just the way that you are talking about confidence? Because confidence is your main jam, right? That's like the main thing that you teach on. Yeah. I mean, if we were to flesh it right back, my main yeah. message is empowering people to have a relationship with themselves because at the end of the day, whether it be relationships, love, finance, business, empire building, whatever it may be, everything is a projection and a a result of the relationship you have with yourself. So one of the ways in which you show up to be able to do your shit in life is this whole concept or construct of confidence. And it really kind of was a flow on from an, an event that I was speaking at. I was introduced as the confidence coach And I was like, cool, that's totally what I am. Like Mm. women's confidence coach. Okay, cool. So I rolled with it and it kind of stuck. And then I divorced the coaching world and I'm like now the confidence queen. But essentially I talk about confidence is not something you find. It's something Mm. you activate. It's something we all have within us. And it's this taking it back from this idea that it's an external thing and it's actually an internal awareness it's a it's a checking point where you come back to self and can actually know your standards know your boundaries have all your rules of engagement know who the fuck you are from a place of i've got this then you show up so it's not a it's not a doing thing confidence it's a being thing so this is what i work with women to achieve a place where they can come back to self in alignment with their truth and then show it show up in confidence of that if that makes sense (laughs) Totally. And I love that that's your approach and your whole take on it because it's so brilliant. And that's been my experience as well. And it's like, I love what you just said. It's not a doing thing. It's a being thing. You know, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. What you, what you are when no one else is looking. Mm. Love it. Yeah. That's a quotable (laughs) right there. You guys heard that. That's a quote. I'm a disheveled mess. (laughs) But I'm fucking confident in that disheveled mess. Yeah. Which really is the difference maker right there. What you just said is like, write that, like really fully owning it and having your own back no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Not, no one else will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us about you. Like, how did this come to be? How did this, because I know you've got a, a cool story. I know that like you can tell just by how you deliver your message too, that there's, there's been a journey for you in all of this. Like what, what will you share with us about just like what your, what your background is with this or what led you to now being so passionate about the work that you do? Yeah, that's a great question. And it all depends how long you have. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and this is what I say to anyone I work with, like, you see me show up as this now, and yes, to the external construct of confidence, I do appear to what most people would, you know, label it as, but it was, wasn't was always the case. Um, the main reason I do what I do now is because I really, sorry, something went wrong during your broadcast standard, um, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag life. Right. Um, Yeah, so my biggest driving force really is, you know, my umbrella is empower the women of today to change the women of tomorrow because Mm. I feel um, the pains are like seeing a woman not actually be standing in her power, not actually living the life she wants and, you know, just not being true to her is what drives me. Sorry. I'm talking back to myself. Oh, because we we're trying to do a Facebook Live during this as well. Too many things going on. Anyway, 
not be distracted. Um, you know, I grew up very much without going into the whole detail of it. You know, I, I, I was teased at high school. I was never the attractive girl. I was never the academic one. That's for sure. I did sports to basically escape from having to do any form of work. Um, I became a professional wagger. That was really good avoidance technique. Um, I, yeah, I grew up with the belief that I, I wasn't good enough. I was told I had learning disabilities. I, I wasn't wanted. I was, like a lot of this shit, right, that you unpack mm-hmm. as you go through your own coaching journey. Um, and I grew up very insecure, insecure with my looks, insecure with who I was, insecure with my place in the world. I was extremely disconnected. And if I'm to share a chunk of my story, like just to come in at a particular time in my life, it was probably um, the, the pivotal turning point was in 2009, I was very disconnected. I'd moved back from the Gold Coast where I was living at the time, having a job where I was an online TV presenter. It was very external existence because I went from like not being hot, not being attractive, not being wanted. So that's then I tried to fulfill that. So I did that. And then all of a sudden I'm like this like wanted model blah 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 person so I created this ego external existence which became my connection which became my significance and my driving force and I went into the bodybuilding world as you do Mm. um and became a fitness model which is just really a glorified bikini whatever Mm. um and during uh depletion mode or during preparation for a comp I actually ended up having a car accident from I went into ketosis, like my brain went oh, wow. just like whatever. So yeah, after a car accident, I was left with acute brain damage. My face went droopy on one side, Bell's palsy, I think it's called. And it was really like life's massive wake up call. I mean, there's so many bits in between there that mm. I've left out. But essentially it was like, you know, Oprah says, sometimes life gives you whispers And if you don't listen, it will turn into a slap up against the head. So that was life slapping me up against the head, asking me to wake up and come back to center and come back to self. And I remember, I don't remember the accident, but I remember this, I was on my way to the gym. So it was about 4.30 in the morning. And I remember this, the moon setting and the sun rising. And I just remember in that moment going, I'm fucking alive. Like, what does this mean to you, Joni? Like, it was like this out-of-body, inner mm-hmm. soul connection moment where I just called massive BS on myself. Anyway, so um, months passed. I wasn't able to work. I was teaching the beauty therapy diploma at the time and because of my new brain, I couldn't really work that industry. Or Anyway, long story short, blah, 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 wrote off my car, blah, 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 need money, blah, 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 I became a stripper. So (laughs) fill in all the gaps there. But naturally, because of the world I existed in, I I seeked that that gratification of being recognised externally again. And, you know, I crave the stage. And so one finds the stage again. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I I became Raven. And Raven really for me was my ability to recreate myself and in, in the most unresourceful way I knew at the time. So becoming a stripper for me was a sense of that need for community, that, that need for purpose, significance, connection, all that stuff. But it was, you know, doing it unresourcefully, which is what I knew. Um, had heaps of fucking fun. 
by no means am I an ambassador for, hey, if you want to find yourself, go to a strip club because <laughs> it's actually the opposite. I Towards the end of my experience, it was like, this is where souls go to die. Mm. Um, but in the beginning, it was like, yeah, I was able to recreate myself and mm. I was able to reconnect with a part of myself that I wasn't showing up as in my everyday life. So Raven is your archetypical badass she is who I bring out when I get up on stage now so to speak not naked yeah. <laughs> present naked let's be honest um, yeah awesome. so what I reached in and grabbed out in order to to create Raven was this this inner confidence that I always had this ability yeah. to be assertive this ability to be fucking badass this ability to be really sexy and feminine and everything that I was never but always had the capacity to be to do so so now what I'm able to do in since leaving that world and what I what I help other women to achieve is if you're able to do something in one area of your life you can cross transfer that so Mm -hmm. I was able to be raven which was not about being a stripper it was about taking care of my shit it was about showing up it was about asking for what I want you know, it was about overcoming objections and literally being objectified. Mm. But it was all of that. Like even though it was in that space, I was, I've was now been able to bring it out into the business I run with other women, stand on stage, deliver who I am, then show up and actually support them to do the same. So confidence is about taking the inner skills you already have, bringing them out, and then being able to show up in confidence that you can fucking own it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's pretty much like a really rough cray cray version of my story um but since oh yeah so then I after Raven I went on national television because I needed a new character to disconnect from her so yeah I went on The Bachelor which was hilarious um yeah it's pretty (laughs) pretty much just like a a paid holiday to dress up like a desperate housewife and get drunk um (laughs) it was like a, a modern day like socially acceptable version of a strip club. It was really no difference. Mm. Um, so that was really funny. But my my whole idea was everyone's like, oh, you went on national television to find love. I'm like, no, nah, I just needed to not be able to go back to a strip club. <laughs> oh. So like Tony Robbins says, if you want to, if you want to take the island, you've got to burn the boat. So I was like, well, wow, somewhat impossible to get fired from every strip club in Melbourne, but I did my best. And, um, if I, I, my rationale was if I go on TV, people will know who I am, which means I can't go back to that. So it was my cutting of the umbilical cord for that. Something that was no longer serving me on a level that it, like it had passed. It was, it was purely a form of procrastination and I needed to just really cut off that tie and step into my power that I'd spent four crazy years developing. So I was in and out of dancing whilst I was developing myself as a coach, but there was this real like umbrella of bullshit. It's like, okay, so you're out there telling people to own their life, but then you're going and dancing naked for money. It's like Mm. something isn't aligned here. So, but after going on the bachelor, I was contracted not to share my story. So I was like in this realm of, I'm kind of full of shit. I'm not going to coach when I'm full of shit because it's just not how I roll. So as soon as I was out of contract and as soon as I had the conversation with my dad, because I was like, right, what's stopping me from actually telling people I was a stripper? My home base. So one of the hardest things, and this is why I know I can do anything now, because one of the hardest things a girl will ever do is tell her dad. And I have two dads, so I had to do it twice. 
like not in the gay sense, in the stepdad and real dad sense. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> not the two, two, any, I'm not even going there. <laughs> real <laughs> conversations about real life right. ladies. Yeah. So um, I was like, okay, every now and then when I have like normal human like insecurities and fears, I'm like, just remember you told your dads that you were a stripper. There's actually no conversation you can't have, Joni. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm. I've got this. Yep. Yeah. Good chat. Um, so once I had that conversation, I was like out and proud and I, November last year, I came out with my story online and ever since it's been a rebranding, a rebirth, and it's been a massive, like awesome. I don't even have words for it. The amount of basically when you're in alignment, when you get fucking real, when you own who you are, it's no longer your story. So when you are able to share your story and share it with others, it's, a, it's an opportunity to, to give and to grow. And the abundance that has come into my life since doing so, it's, I feel like I've grown into a woman and I'm owning my shit on a whole new level. I'm still growing. Like I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm owning where I'm at. And it's just been so liberating. Stacey, I can't even tell you. And like my entire business is referral based. Like the the clients I'm working with the next level, they're accountable, they're awake, they're aware, they're they're just they become my soulmate friends, like literally. So all of a sudden I've got this whole new group of friends. I've got this whole new lease on business and life. Like I don't do anything fucking traditionally. I actually hate it. Um <laughs> and I do what I want in such a resourceful level of contribution, which is yeah. So I'm mm amped right now like life is sweet like I have moments don't get me wrong like relationship breakups and normal stuff normal human stuff but like that's there and then I step up into my high vibe realm and I'm like fuck this isn't even about me that's just life stuff legacy is happening yeah beautiful thank you for telling us about more about your story too because it's so great that was like a coma version i don't even know what i just told you yeah that's always the case whenever i talk um like on podcasts or anything like that do you ever notice that like you just if you really allow yourself to just speak on it and just allow it to come through you never really remember but you always know it was powerful (laughs) yeah i say that to every one of my like clients i'm like press record now because what don't ask me to repeat what I say because I, I don't come from here. I come from here and I, I, yeah. I won't remember. Yeah. It's like flow. <laughs> yeah. But when you think about every word that comes out, that's when it, it's, it's not truly like actually your expression and it can feel a little bit rickety and unnatural. So like when we fully just like allow it to come through, that's where the magic happens. Fully yeah. get that. That's mm-hmm. the rawness of it. Hey. Yeah. 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 Mm. Totally. Okay, so I have a few things I wanted to unpack about that, but I have a couple questions too. So let's just go, I want to go back to something that you said that really stuck out to me. And I think that this is such a pivotal point that we all, whether it's one time or multiple times in our lives come to this place. You said, I called bullshit on Mm -hmm. my life. I called bullshit on Joni. Like, if if the listeners here are listening right now and they're going like, yeah, I, I really want to improve my life. I really want to do something new. I know something isn't working or a lot of things aren't working. You know, what would you say when you called bullshit? Like, how did you really create that line in the sand moment for yourself? What was that like for you? Yeah. Um, look, I was gifted with life making me stop. Like literally, mm-hmm. like for me, I always say my car accident was my, one of my biggest blessings because in the process of swelling on the brain, I wasn't able to actually talk properly. And I was living my life like this. 
my defense mechanism, my ability to stop people from getting in and getting close. And also I drowned my own shit out by just fucking talking. Like still to this day, I use humor to like, as a defense, like I am all smoke and mirrors most of the time. Like at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, there's a little girl in me that's just like, which is everyone everyone yeah yeah. right and I think this is what I call people back to so my my calling bs moment was literally in the impact of having to stop Mm. because when I couldn't speak properly and literally my personality changed like I wasn't as quick as like I'm still not some days still have like little moments um but it was I started listening and hearing my environment And I started hearing my own thoughts and the shit I was telling myself. And I realized how much my life was a result of me reacting to it rather than being accountable for it. Mm. So in 2009, I literally wiped my entire peer group other than I've got two soulmate best friends, like Mayor and Chell. They're they're my, I call them my blood, like my sisterhood, like they are forevers, right? Life team. Mm. But other than that, I literally was like, these people don't serve me. It's not that they're not good people. It's just I don't vibe with this way of functioning anymore. And I don't actually, I'm not happy with my life. Like I really, before my car accident, I there was a time where I remember opening the cabinet in the bathroom and because I grew up with a mom who's very healthy and we never really, we didn't even take a Panadol for a headache. So all I really had was aspirin. And I really was contemplating how many aspirins it would take to just make it all fucking stop. Because I was so over it. And I still get emotional when I think of it today. And this is why I do what I do. Because if I, everyone sees me now, if I can have a moment like that, and I don't like to use words like depression, but for me, it was my my low, my bottom, like I'd reached rock bottom. Like I didn't care. I was so done. And I really feel as though that's why I just allowed myself to shut off and numb from the world through dieting. Like I I was craving so much control. I mean, who doesn't eat carbs for 10 days? Like, fuck, like no one should do that. (laughs) Um, Especially if you're going to drive a vehicle. Uh, I could have hurt other people, but anyway, luckily. Um, But my point is, life intervened and I was lucky that I'm still here today I've actually had three near-death experiences so life has tried to say hello a few times but it was really deciding to get fucking accountable for who I was being what I was attracting and what I fucking wanted Mm -hmm. like no one else was going to do it for me. And that's really what I've learned. And my first book is called Love Yourself First because a man is a partner, not a plan. My relationships were built around the need for significance. You know, I made the man responsible so often for my existence, like my happiness, my finances, like just like it was ridiculous. And I, yeah, so, I mean, becoming a stripper was really recreating me and buying that time making money so I could just come back to center plus when you can't really talk too much and you can't work but you've got great boobs like (laughs) (laughs) you you use your best assets in the moment at the end of the day I'm like I've got to monetize something (laughs) girls gotta eat um so yeah and look it's so it's so mainstream like some of my best friends to this day I met in the club so Hmm. yeah so my my line in the sand moment was (laughs) Like, what's it going to take? 
what's it actually going to take? Like, yeah. So brilliant. And, and my advice for everyone is don't, it, it doesn't have to get to that point. Like your life is whispering to you right now, but mm. you've got to do things you've never done to get things you've never want. And that starts by being someone different than what you're being right now. If you're getting shitty results because life is responding it's not happening to you. It's responding to you. Yeah. And a lot of people don't grasp this. They wake up and they just get what life gives them every day. Like, and this whole idea that happiness is a destination, it's fucking not. And if it is, we've arrived, people. Your happiness is what you choose it to be now, like in every moment, except yeah. for ovulation, because then everything's yeah. fucked. <laughs> weren't we gonna we were talking about connecting i think like last week or something and there was like it was like the moon and the hormones no it was like mercury was being an asshole i was ovulating which to be honest i have 50 shades of i don't know who i am when it comes i don't know about you but ovulation i think it needs to be spoken about more because i could high five someone in the face with my car and (laughs) like (laughs) I'm, and then one minute I'm really happy and then I'm like, die, mm. literally. So yeah. I don't know who I am. So it was best that yeah. there was going to be nothing good. You probably would have been like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I think you would have delivered epic regardless. And we probably would have had some moments where you wanted to maybe hit me in the yeah. face with your car. <laughs> <I'd be crying>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so funny because I I talk about cycles all the time with my clients too because I really think as women we have to acknowledge we have to acknowledge it like it's it can be a humbling experience it can also be a really enlivening experience when you know when you're your most creative when you're the most on right now are you in your zone fucking power week yeah (laughs) I went I remember Lululemon had this um was called a moon cycle thing right. It was like a workshop on understanding how to plan your life around your mm-hmm. cycles. I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. Um, and I went, I'm like, this shit makes sense. It does. And it was so yeah. refreshing and liberating to sit there with like 30 other women. Mm. And we went around the circle and everyone's like, what do you like when you have your period? I'm like, fucking hate people. And like just seeing everyone else be human about the fact like, seriously, like there's literally a window of maybe three hours in the entire month that mm-hmm. you're not demented (laughs) honestly (laughs) Uh, when you're not going between all these different women that you are all the time like all the time and then I think back I'm like how many relationships have I destroyed during ovulation Mm. seriously like these poor men are out there going because they've experienced me whilst I'm dropping an egg but the thing is it should be a place where it's like it's really sacred like yeah. you, you're producing a fucking egg in there, babe, and you're running an empire, and you're getting on with your day, and you're paying bills, and you're showing up, you're getting dressed. Like, yeah. we need a bit more credit around that, and to actually just come back to, you know what, you're okay to take a few days if you need it. Yeah, just be non-human. That's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, I'm really embracing that at the moment. Like, mm. I saved my program to launch in Power Week, and nice. I launched it last night in my group, and it's like. You have 130 women in the Sisterhood of the Collective Rise. And I just opened that group off the back of a post I did about like leaning into your loneliness. Like I got a message from a guy booty calling me and I'm like, I don't really feel like going to pound town. I kind of want to cuddle. 
And so it was in that moment, I'm like, hey, I've changed, I've grown. I actually don't just want someone to throw me down and make me feel significant in the moment and then he leaves and I feel shit about myself. I actually want someone to stroke me, to care for me, to make me feel good on a different level. And so I said no to the booty call and then I did a post and next minute everyone's loving it and next minute I opened a group and now I've got these 120 amazing 130 amazing women and now I'm launched a four-week program off the back of it and we're going to absolutely transform lives yeah we just did a little dance for those of you that can't see when you're on iTunes we just did a little dance because it was necessary and that's what alignment feels like right and I love that that's like your big thing so I want you to tell us more about the collective because you know like what's what's your intention what are you creating in the world for women what do you see for us awesome so for me If I can show up and have, like, even if it's one-on-one, if I can have a connection with a woman where she feels as though she can drop the bullshit and just breathe into herself because someone sees her for her her realness Mm -hmm. and for just being a woman, that's pretty much it. Like, it can be a moment. It can be an entire month with me. It can be, like, my client's... Like you can tell on Facebook who's worked with me because they're sharing my stuff. They're walking, talking examples of the transformations they've gone through. And alignment for me is it's not a place you stay in. You're in and out of that shit. It's ebb and flow. You're constantly figuring it out. And if you don't come out of alignment, how do you know what in is? So I'm all about if you stand in a place and posture of, accountability awareness and being able to call bullshit on what doesn't feel good because it's a it's a space like i'm pointing like for those of you can't see it's a solar plex existence like there's so many times i've avoided my gut and i'm sure everyone has like we all do it we try and Mm -hmm. fit a triangle into a square because for all these other different normal internal reasons you know need to be loved blah 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 but alignment is a place where you can and it's, it's where confidence lives. It's where self-worth yeah. lives, where self-love lives. It's where we actually live, like mm. our truth. And that's what I'm trying to liberate because I came from a childhood where I had this belief and, you know, I love my family, but I had this belief uh, that I wasn't wanted, you know, and I was blamed for a lot of things and I grew up proving myself. I was a gymnast. I was constantly on display. Like I was groomed to be a stripper. Let's be honest. Like I was, you know, taught to, it was conditional. I was, I was loved if I'd done something and I was good enough if I've done something. And for me, I see so many women doing this in their relationships. And it's funny because I don't, I am not your dating guru. Like I am the last person to give you dating advice. Like literally I've, I've been engaged three times. Well, twice proposed to three times I call it commitment issues I don't know but I'm still working on me I don't have the answer to that but I'm the last person to give you dating advice but I will tell you what the most important relationship you ever have in your life is and that's the one you have with yourself everything else so that's what it comes back to so for me what I'm my big mission is empowering the women of today to change the women of tomorrow because there's so much pressure on women now to be showing up, to be doing this, to look like this, have your smoothie, drink your coffee, do your Botox, collagen, but don't tell anyone about it, do yoga, like it's so (laughs) much, much, nobody actually knows what their fucking truth is, right? So then they go into relationships with this so many layers of BS and then they try and fit a triangle into a square and most women's crumbling point is love. 
Because at mm. the end of the day, the mother archetype, the queen mode wants, wants to nurture. She wants to love. She wants to empower. That's mm. what we do. Every mm. woman, if they try and deny that, they're lying. Every woman wants to be loved. They want to have that ability to fulfill that womanly fucking place, yeah. right? My, my whole vision is if I can awaken more women to come back to their center, to come back to their truth and standing posture of who they are, they will then select a better partner. Because it is, it's about yeah. selection. Mm. You have to be what you want to receive back. You have to believe you are worthy of that. And you have to stand in, in truth of your standards to honor that rather than like, you know, covering one eye and going, oh, he'll do. And then settling. Yeah. And then you don't actually grow into the person you need to become to be that mother, to be that archetype, to be that self. And then you go and spawn and procreate and you have children and then you pass on your shit to those children and those children grow up to be an know a bigger version of your shit so basically i'm empowering women to own their shit now so they can select a better partner which means people will come together in partnership rather than relationship Mm -hmm. and have a better future for us through their spawn (laughs) yeah love it snap that was just dropped i'm changing Mm -hmm. the world And you are. And seriously, Joni, I want to thank you and really acknowledge you for the work that you're doing because it's freaking brilliant. And just getting to witness you like in your zone talking about what you're creating is super inspiring. And and you're you're up to creating the difference instead of just talking about it, which is huge, you know. So thank you for your heart for for women because it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Right. We both just took a deep breath. It was like, (sighs) like, and this is I feel like sometimes I just want to walk up to women. I'm I'm like. I'm the ultimate creep. Okay? <laughs> like I have, I say to people, I have a certificate in, as a human behavioral specialist, which is just hashtag for creep because <laughs> we're really good at human, human yeah. behavioral specialists, psychologists, blah, 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 profilers, which yeah. is what I've been called in another article. Like we're just really attuned to listening into your conversations that you're not having. So I, I'm an, like I listen to everything that's not being said and I see things that other people aren't seeing. And sometimes I just want to walk up to people on the street and literally grab them on the shoulders and go, shh, it's okay. Yeah. Just, just shh. Like so much noise out there. There's so much yeah. justification, so much BS. People mm. aren't hearing each other. They're just talking fucking shit because they're just constantly walking around trying to justify why they're showing up as a, as a result of someone else's expectations that don't know what they're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. This is life. Nobody knows what they're doing, but we're showing up trying to prove ourselves to those people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway. So, Yeah. I am the ultimate creep and people ask me what I do. I'm like, I creep on your inner world and then bring it out and actually live in your truth. I love it. I creep on your inner world. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. It's been a few people I've talked to in the past few days that are talking about like totally changing the word from coaching to like, you know, um, like different, different things. (laughs) Creep works. Creep is awesome. You know, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it. (laughs) So good. So freaking good. Okay. So where do you, what do you want to, uh, what is the conversation basically that you want more women to be having right now? Um, I would like more, more women to be having a conversation around what they want. 
because there's so, I mean, you ask any woman what they don't want, especially in a man. They'll be like, oh, well, let me get my list out. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but babe, stop. How often have you actually sat there and asked for what you do want? Mm-hmm. Because the reason, it's so easy to list off what you don't want because that's getting rid of your pain, right? Right. But it's also, it's also calling it back in. Yeah. You know, we don't even need to have the conversation about manifestation because the universe does that. Life is always responding. So you can write your list, but you're just cellularly embedding it in yourself and you're pulling it back in. So keep that up and keep getting what you've always had. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there and actually take the time to ask yourself, what do I want? The reason, the number one reason most people won't do it is because they're scared of fuck of what that means. Because asking for what you want means you need to show up as the person that fucking deserves it and yeah. believes that they can have it. Like, and this is what I say to women, like, all right, you want this, 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 and this in a man. Are you being all those things? Because if you want a partnership, if you want to track that into your life, how are you showing up as a result of that already? Because you wouldn't want to be a hypocrite now, would you? Like, misery loves company. High vibes love high vibes. Like, if you're going to be a, like a fucking drainer, but yet you want this powerhouse dude to come in and love on you. Mm. Why would he want to hang out with you if you're a fucking drainer? So if you want to attract this level of man, if you want to attract this level of money, if you want to attract this level of joint ventures and, and connections, raise, babe. Like don't sit there and make your list of what you don't want. Focus on what you do want and then up-level yourself until you're there because then the door will fucking open. It's really that easy. So the, the conversation I want more women to have is what do I want? Mm-hmm. So powerful. Yeah. And it's, it, I feel like too, it's like once we see what we want, we can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you have to act now. And I think mm-hmm. that's where some of the fear comes from too. Oh, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. this is what I really want. You know, fear of success. And mm. also it's fear of letting go of the attachment of the identity you've had around yourself. You know, like for ages, I was like, oh, I, I, but I was a stripper. Being a coach means I have to have my shit together. Mm. And it was in the moment that I decided that that's a shitty meaning because who actually has their shit together? So <laughs> my, my fear was actually around being successful for being that coach who has fucking nothing together and, you know, capitalizing on that, speaking to that. Yeah. And so it's arriving at a place where it's like, and I never, I hate it when people say, what's the worst case scenario? It's like, why the fuck would you command your brain to think of the worst thing? Why? But so many people don't take ownership of the fact they can control their mind. They just mm. let it wander and a condition to think the worst. That's why I don't watch the news. The news wants yeah. you to be fucking scared. Life wants you to be scared. Life doesn't want you to think actually big about yourself. Who are you to actually be anyone than what society says you should be? Mm -hmm. Like, no, you stay small. That's how we're conditioned. But like you just said, when you actually think of what you want, it's scary because that might mean you can get it. It Mm -hmm. might mean that your fear of actual success, your fear of living in your truth might come real, you know, it might come to fruition. And there's a reason we've been given the reticular activating part of our brain. It's because when you focus on something, you fucking get it. So if you want to focus on all the things you don't want, guess what your brain's going to highlight when you go out to a bar and you're like, oh, I'm sick of dickheads coming up and asking me if I want to fuck. Like, duh. Like, I'm sick of receiving (laughs) dickheads. Like, how are you accountable for that? Like, yeah. So yeah, 
what the first thing I do with anyone that works with me one-on-one, I get them to dish out all the shit that they're fucking sick of in their life. And then my number one question is, right, how are you accountable? If you cannot be 100% accountable for everything, whether it be good or the bad and the ugly and the horrendous, you know, if you can't be 100% accountable, you can't change. Yeah. It's got to hurt to heal. That's the mm. line in the sand moment. It's got to hurt to heal. It's got to be fucking painful. Like Tony says, and I quote him a lot because I've done UPW twice and date with Destiny twice and like just love his shit. But he's like, if you're fat and you want to lose weight, take all your clothes off and stand in front of the mirror. Mm. Like take a fucking hard look at your life. Yeah. If you're sick of attracting men that treat you like shit, stop giving permission for it to happen. Say no more. Standards, boundaries, rules. You're the you're the person that comes up with that. Clearly you can tell I'm passionate about this. So yeah, self-ownership is like, yeah, until you can own your shit, you can't have any different. You can't actually go into a place where you can activate queen mode confidence until you take ownership and stop being a fucking princess. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, boom. There was there was a few more quotes in there, just saying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, need, I need Twitter. I'm like a, a book of like tweet vomits yeah i love it i love it i think they call it tweetables yes tweetables that was a tweetable i want to unpack what you just said too about the the princess versus queen because i heard you talking about this on a live the other day and i thought it was fascinating will you jam on that for a second totally so um whenever i need to get myself in a power state i either listen to like beyonce or uh, prince or whatever prince is like my jam but he can't for some reason you can't get most of his stuff on anywhere because he's Mm. a legend Um, anyway, so I was listening to Beyonce's song, I'm a grown woman and this whole bravado of, I do whatever I want. A lot of people like to say that, but they don't back it up with action because it's not actually a righteous thing. And this is the funny thing about my life. Like I have tattooed on the back of my neck. Um, she flies with her own wings in Latin. And at the time it was because I was like, don't tell me what to do. Like I've always had an issue with people telling me what to do, but in my tool belt, I didn't have the resources to actually do what I want without someone giving me structure or helping me or blaming someone for my lack of results. So my growth and maturity from princess to queen is acknowledging that I'm responsible for me. Only when you're responsible for you can you then stand in power of I'm a grown woman, I do whatever I want, you know? So yes, Beyonce can stand up there and go, I'm a grown woman, I do whatever I want because she's not being righteous. She's standing in posture of her relationship with herself. And that's what really triggered for me in that, in that moment of listening to that song. It was, I wasn't just listening to the song, I was hearing it on a cellular level because, yeah, I am in queen mode, absolutely. Like I talk about going from pole to purpose. Like I've mm. taken... The money I was making as a stripper, which most strippers are still in there doing what they're doing because they think that's the only way they can make that money. I've cross-transferred my skills. I've cross-transferred my confidence. I've taken ownership of my life and I've replaced my stripper income. Mm -hmm. Like, I was making good fucking coin, but now I'm doing it resourcefully using the same tools that I used to show up as Raven in my coaching business with the women I work with one-on-one at an elite fucking level, getting results, transforming lives, because I'm a grown woman, I've taken ownership of it. So this whole transition of, of princess to queen, it's not this bravado, don't tell me what to do, I expect a king, I'm fucking great, all talk. 
it's how you show up and it's coming back to who are you when the live streams are off? Who are you when you're not taking Snapchat filters and Instagram fucking whatever? Who are you when you're just you? And how are you responsible for being you in the moment every single day? How are you setting your intentions? How are you managing your emotions? How are you just being? Because that's when you step from princess to queen by my definition. Anyway, so good. So good. I love that. Love that. You just simplified it too, you know, because it really is that sequencing of how you're showing up, who you're being in your life. And I love that you're speaking to like when you're not on Instagram, on Facebook, when you're not here, when you're not, when people can't see you, how are you truly, what is your relationship to yourself? How are you showing up? So powerful. I I say to people, um, like, if you don't self-care, you just don't care. Mm. And I build whatever it takes for me to show up in my best self. So my food, like I'm all about alkalining your life. So I've transitioned to where I won't call it vegan, but it's a semi-plant-based, predominantly plant-based diet because that's what works well for me. My mom had bowel cancer. I don't want to be that. So I take very high preventative measures to make sure that I'm constantly alkaline. Plus, I know how much energy I'm giving every single day. So yoga, meditation, kinesiology, you know, all the woo-woo stuff, anything that I use to self-care to make sure that I show up at the standard that I set for my clients, like I am responsible to show up as that. Like that's how I roll. I build my self-care into my coaching prices because if you don't care, like if you don't self-care, you literally don't care. So queen mode isn't about how you look how you talk, how you walk, what other people think of you. It's down to like, how do you practice doing you on a alone level? Like, are you taking 10 minutes a day to actually give back to you? How aware are you on a cellular level of your body and what it's asking for? Like how fucking connected are you willing to get with you? Like Mm -hmm. that is for me where queen spawns from. It's not about the, the crown on the head. It's about the connection you have on a really cellular blood self-level yeah Mm, Mm. so good so good love it very holistic right it's a whole life experience do that yeah (laughs) yeah I love it I'm like yeah in between all like the sledgehammer approach I drop in some woo-woo stuff every now and then no but but it's I believe that too it is it's a whole life experience you know if one area of your life is really out of alignment and out of whack it's like chances are that's going to create some discomfort and some some lack of you know clarity there and yeah. it's, that, it's that elastic band ability to yeah. come back to self and know that your life actually isn't external, it's internal. Yeah. Like it really is. The only place you're truly living, live, living, <laughs> living <laughs> is within. Yeah. And that is such a superficial concept for most people. It sounds mm. like something you'd see on a, on a meme. But the, this is what I flesh back with women and that when they have that aha moment, where they come back, like my coaching clients at the moment, like, oh, they rush me off the phone for starters, which is just incredible. (laughs) But the thing is like, I, so my elite level clients all have Facebook messenger access to me, like throughout, whether they do the one month, three, uh, six month or three month, whatever my programs are, someone tell me. Um, (laughs) And I wake up to these voice messages and they start off with what they think is their problem. And then they self-coach. It's the most incredible thing because they've given the tool, like activated that tool of confidence within themselves to come back with the awareness. They're so awake. They're so in alignment that they end up self-coaching themselves. They just needed that space to say it out loud. Yeah. Like, 
It's just the most beautiful thing to see a woman when she stands in ownership of herself because it's okay to be human as fuck. It's Mm -hmm. okay to not be okay. It's okay to have external world problems Mm -hmm. because that's external existence. But it's coming back to center and checking in with your internal place that makes the difference, that makes the results. So it's it's awesome. Like, this is what I do. Yeah, so good. I finally get in. In the zone. <laughs> when, I, when I get when I can penetrate someone, which sounds really kinky, um, creeping on their get, inside world, penetrating I, them, you yeah, know, cracks <laughs> them open. I'm glad, I, I really need to work on my hand movements. I'm glad they can't see this. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I do. I love it. Thank you so much, Joni. That's so badass. So uh, tell us more about, you know, as, as sort of like an invitation to the listeners, if they're resonating with what you're sharing, if they're wanting to connect with you, work with you further, how can they do that? Yeah, too easy. So you can find me over on my Facebook page, which is generally where I'm hanging out, dropping some whatever I'm dropping at the time. I work with my moon cycle. So power week has been intense. I've been showing up like a badass. <laughs> I then love it. In a couple of weeks I'll be ovulating. So don't worry if you don't see me. Um, but yeah, Joni B. Hodson, um, Joni B. Confidence Queen is my, my professional page, which I'm still trying to figure out how to work, whatever. Um, Instagram is, is Joni B. Confidence Queen. Uh, but where it's all going down at the moment is the Sisterhood of the Collective Rise uh, private group. So I, I can put the link. Oh, yeah. We'll so put all those in the show notes and stuff up. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I literally opened that off the back of a post, like I said earlier, last week. There's 130 women in there. Um, few of them have jumped on to start the four weeks transformation of complete queen mode activation. Um, which is so fucking exciting. So that starts on the first, where, what are we, first April, May? <laughs> like, where are we? Um, I don't even know what day it is most of the time. I just wake up and do epicness. Um, yeah, so that's starting on the 1st of May, which is going to be completely transformational. Mm-hmm. I have never felt so in alignment with something in my life. I said probably three months ago that I wouldn't wouldn't run programs again. And in the past, this is what I've delivered in my retreats. And this is all the work I have done personally, but also with my one-on-one clients. So I'm treating anyone who's in the four-week intensive, I'm treating them like they would be my one-on-one elite clients. Like I'm going to pour my heart and soul into this group because it was a divine call from my inner muse to do so. Like I, I woke up and I opened this group. I don't even know where the name came from. Like Sisterhood of the Collective Rise. Like it just came out and Love Awaken it. Your Queen. Like I was literally, it was not me. I was, it was, a, it was a flow of call mm-hmm. to action for me to do. So connected to my bigger vision. Mm-hmm. So there's the vibe in there is already amazing. So I'd invite people to head over to there um, through the link. Cause you have to, I have to let you in. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to be dropping all my epic, epicness into that group. Really? So exciting. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just going to be the safe space that I've created for women to come and actually drop the BS and just absorb like the power of the collective. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm, so exciting. Love it. So we'll put all the links for that and everything so you guys can check that out and get connected with Joni. And just to kind of like finish out, like I would love to hear just on a personal note, like what is your favorite, whether it's like a book, a mentor, a coach, a book, like mindset hack or like anything that's kind of your favorite thing that you kind of keep returning to or something that you use pretty regularly? 
Yeah. Um, obviously, Tony is a big mentor of mine, but that's if I want like a powerhouse kind of injection. Okay. Uh, for me, this year, I promised I wouldn't do any more like coaching stuff. I would go into action with what I feel I know. So at the moment, I'm very much into um, understanding what soul means to me, understanding myself on a more feminine. I'm really um, playing with the feminine energy at the moment and leaning into her more. Uh, Hence why I'm talking about moon cycles and like understanding, you know, my hormones and who I am on a day-to-day basis rather than getting caught up in who I'm trying to become. I'm leaning into what's real for me right now. Um, So yeah, I'm doing a lot of soul connected work. I've got a kinesiologist that I work with who's just fucking phenomenal. Stewie's like, I just want to share him with the world. He has literally transformed my life in the space Mm. of six months. Um, So yeah, I think it's really important for people to understand that personal development is one thing, interpersonal development is next level. So if you really want to up-level your life, it's great to to have all the the sayings and the memes and the positive affirmations and the the coachy stuff, but the real stuff happens when when you flesh it out from within. And I think interpersonal development is where it's at now Yeah. Mm. powerful thanks for that that's beautiful and is there anything I asked you or didn't ask you that you wish I had as we're kind of closing Um, out anything you want to leave us with closing thoughts Joni B (laughs) just be yourself right Um, sorry to stole that off Robin Williams from Aladdin yeah so good yeah everyone asks me like what does B stand for Mm. and every now and then I'll just be like I don't know Um, but yeah my middle name is Brie for those of you who want to know, bam! Not, not the biggest nugget I could end with, but hey, <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. And you just, I love the constant giggles. We had so much good laughs in here. You're constantly yeah. just saying it how it is, and that was really my experience of you when you, we first connected on Facebook. Was like, you know, I'm looking at some of your stuff on there because I like to kind of like creep. I like to creep on people, you know, especially when like I first connect with someone. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I want to know who you are. You know, I got you on my Facebook. You're seeing all my stuff. I want to see who you are. And I just like, yeah, I was having some good laughs. I was like, oh, yeah, awesome. You really do make it more light as well. You know, like improving your life doesn't have to be this like crazy, serious, rigid thing. You're really bringing a lot of... It's like sex. Like how boring. Like you can't go through life in missionary style. Seriously. Um... (laughs) That's the closing point. Don't go through life in missionary style. so good that was that was boom that was that was us closing out thanks for listening (laughs) thanks for coming on the show Joni that was absolutely awesome you're a legend yeah and to the listeners please reach out to Joni so much awesome stuff that she's posting and what she's up to so we'd love to hear any comments or questions if anything really jumped out at you anything that Joni shared feel free to reach out to her reach out to me and share it I would love to hear from you and I know that she would too so thanks for tuning in 